Welcome back to the Spook House. It's uh, good to be back for another new episode. My name is Phil. You all know my co-host, Doug. My bags have been packed for two weeks. Galliardo, how are you, my friend? That is called being prepared and also being anxiety-ridden, even though I'm on Zola. So it's all good. I have. A, I even wrote a list of all the shirts, all the A1 hitters that I need to bring. I've been uh, wearing the same pair of pants for about uh, two and a half weeks. It's muddy. It's dirty. Uh, wearing the same pair of boxer briefs for about three and a half weeks. Uh, been trying to hold in my shit what? just to make sure there's skid marks in it. No, I'm totally fine. No, we're good. We're wearing clean boxer briefs. We're wearing clean pants. <laughs> All right. So wait, so you have your list of shirts that you're going to bring? Doug is looking for an actual list. I don't see any water bottles. Oh, I got one water bottle. I actually just, uh, yeah, there's one over there. I was drinking last night. I'm in, I've been trying to be better, even though there's about four water bottles in the living room. So let's see that uh, list. And by the way, we're going to California on Tuesday. Which is the main reason why we're doing this show. We want to put something out. Uh, before we're yeah, it's, hanging it's out been a little while since we put out an episode, and we do apologize for the wait. But uh, you know, sometimes life gets in the way. But we are packed up. Well, I got to pack tonight and tomorrow. But we are we are the same in a lot of ways, and then we are complete polar opposites in some ways. <laughs> you still have you're like I'm going to Walmart. I'm buying some things. Yeah, just for a reference, Doug was Doug was texting me two months ago. He was like, "Hey, can you get the address of your friend's house that we're staying at?" I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll get that to you like next month." You're like, "Yeah, but I just want to like plan some stuff." I'm like, "All right." Yeah, it makes sense when you plan a vacation. You want to have all the details. We'll put a poll up. Yeah, here's the list. I don't know if you could. Uh, oh yeah, you can read that handwritten list. And these are, I can barely read it, but, oh, these are the clothes that you're going to pack? Yeah, I got Florence Pugh shirt, got the Midnight Rental shirt, House by the Cemetery shirt, uh, Green Corduroys, Eating Alive shirt, got the pants, got the socks, pills, and uh, with stars. I, I got everything. My man comes prepared. <laughs> this is why we balance each other out, yin and yang. That's right. Um, but yeah, I'll do most of my packing tomorrow and uh you know you can always buy stuff there if you forget something yes that is true they do uh california is equipped with 7-elevens uh which is very nice yeah so we're gonna be in sherman oaks um same with my buddy john shout out if you happen to hear this but thank you for hosting doug and i john is one of my most longtime friends. I've known them for well over 20 years now. So that's pretty wild. Yeah. That's wild. That as grown adults, we can know someone for that long. Yeah, it is. It's good to have, like, you- it's good to have like, you know, old friends like that. Yeah. I have a friend, uh, my friend, Steve, who always, uh, every time I bring up the podcast, he's like me and Phil never agree on any movies. <laughs> well, as much as you bring up Steve, I think it's overdue to bring him on the podcast. I don't, he, he would, he would love to do it. I don't, he would let he, he's just as much as fluent in horror movies and movies in general as us. I don't think an episode has passed where at some point you don't say, Oh yeah, my friend Steve. I'm like, who is this Steve? 
Yeah, he's a mysterious figure, and I've known him since uh, literally like second grade. Shout out Steve. Shout out John. Um, Long time friends, baby. Yeah, so are you pumped for the convention? Dude, I am I am super excited for just like every single reason. I'm excited to I haven't seen you since February. I know. So that's gonna be awesome hanging. We're meeting people that we talk to all the time. We haven't met face to face, which is really awesome. Yaz and Casey and our friend Vanessa. Uh all super awesome people. Excited to And a few others they're, they're, that we hope to see. Yes. Uh, a whole bunch of people at the convention. Uh Looking forward to, uh, I mean, we already, I have planned out, I wrote down all the addresses uh, for all the filming locations we're going to visit, uh, like the Nightmare on Elm Street house, gotta see the Malignant house. Mm, uh, got to. That's, that's going to be a good one, that's a must. <laughs> I will be heartbroken if we don't see the Malignant house. Yeah, that's the whole, that's the main reason why you're going. You know what, before I do that, before we go see that house, I owe it to you to rewatch it. I know I've been that saying be that for like that two years now. Yeah, mainly because it was supposed to. I don't want anything for my birthday. I want you to watch Malignant. And to get reintroduced <laughs> to Masterclass in Filmmaking, in Ridiculousness, and Camp. We're going to visit the uh, Circus Liquor from Clueless. Oh, yeah. With the big clown sign. That's going to be dope. 40-year-old virgin. Got to go to Smart Tech. 40-year-old virgin. Yeah, Smart Tech. Uh, and luckily where we're staying, it's literally like 20 minutes away from everything, which is pretty cool. Uh, we, Phil rented us a uh, very, very nice and classy Ford Fusion that we're going to be rolling around in. Well, they didn't have a huge selection. It wasn't my first pick. But, you know, it'll get the job done. It'll get us around town. Even if we were traveling around in a fucking golf cart, at least we have <laughs> something to get us to and from places. So yeah, the convention is the 29th through the 1st, that's Friday through Sunday, but, well, we just learned that the 29th is just the Horrors Hollowed Grounds bus tour that Sean Clark will be doing, kind of driving everybody around to the various Halloween filming locations, which we gotta do those, by the way, of course, Halloween. Oh yeah, I have I have that written down, I got the Sugar Mint Gallery I got the uh, Strode house. I got the other house. Um, it's in the <clears throat> it's in the same neighborhood as the Elm Street house, right? It is, yeah. And also, I think it's in the same neighborhood as the uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure house. Oh, God! You know, if we looked There's up, so California. Yeah, I know. Um, my friend John was saying that directly, like, well, maybe not directly across the street, but he lives close to the mall where they shot t2 yeah that would be cool to see too yeah i love how like i mean this is why uh like uh, location scouting is very important in movies because they pick these iconic buildings that you know sometimes stand the test of time if they're lucky yeah and even though they go through multiple changes it's still (sighs) cemented in cinema which is pretty cool we've never really talked about terminator 2 I don't think we talked about any Terminators. Yeah. I mean, you like T2, right? I I do like T2 a whole lot, but I, if I had to pick a favorite out of like the Terminator movies that are like, even like Rise of the Machines or whatever, the first one is just, it's too, I can't, I have to say the first one. God, I, got, I love I, it. I gotta so, go T2. I mean. And that's more action packed. It's very, uh, 
it's it's a bolder movie than the first one it's like more the first one is like very it feels very compact and small like a smaller story yeah, almost and then, like a horror movie that's why that's why i think i like it a little more it's even the intro where arnold is just walking butt naked through a fucking through the parking lot stealing someone's clothes it's just very like if i was going to show people like five movies that define the 80s terminator would be one of them and on the same token you could say five movies that define the 90s put t2 in there t2 because they were doing stuff in that movie story-wise character-wise with uh sarah connor like strong female lead let's fucking Mm -hmm. go and uh robert patrick's like uh creepy crawler in the oven effects and shit like that going through the jail cell yeah god when you know when i was a kid i thought that edward furlong john connor that movie was the coolest motherfucker i had ever seen did you see that movie in theaters no i mean i watched it so many times on video when i was a kid because i just loved it i still do probably caught that bad boy on usa i was like god i want that dirt bike (laughs) it was pretty badass and the whole time you're like come on arnold just be cool to this kid don't murder him i actually i haven't seen that movie the first time i saw that movie was like four years ago whoa so pretty like recent terminator i've seen a bunch of times early on i think i was in my early 20s so i was still pretty late to the game but yeah i just never for some reason never got around to it and then i loved it when i watched it the magic is still there well we can check out the uh the filming locations for that so yeah that would be rad put it on Uh, the list Writing it down. I'm trying to think of what else I have on the list. I have. Yeah. Um, what is on your itinerary? Is it printed out and laminated? I'm actually wearing it as a uh, jewelry piece. And yeah. It's is it scratch and sniff marinara flavor? Uh, it's garlic and oil, baby. Ah. We we, we don't want to get you, you know, get you acid reflux too much. Sorry, you're uh, you're I, an Alfredo I, kind of guy. Or penne alla vodka. Give me that fresh. Alavaca, primavera sauce. Uh, so I got the Mystic Museum, which we definitely need to go Wait, to. Wait, what is the uh, Mystic Museum again? It's that like I've heard about it for years, but so in the back of Mystic Museum, it's like a shop that has like a bunch of like you know cavity colors sells like T-shirts there, and it's just like they have a whole bunch of cool set pieces. And in the back, they have that um like all those VHS tapes and stuff like that. I forgot what it was called. Oh shit. <laughs> so we're going to be, there's going to be a lot of money spent. Our money. Well, you can't buy the VHS tapes there. It's all like display purposes. Oh, okay. But they like change out the displays. It's always, they always have the VHS tapes, but they have like, they had uh, like American psycho and stuff like that. They had like the living room and you could put on the poncho uh, ice nine kills recorded the music video there. Oh, um, well now we got to go. I'll say about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> As I work for a music venue, I cannot talk bad about any artists, so I will just stop there. <laughs> I mean, we don't hate Ice Nine Kills. I know they have a lot of, um, I'm sure a lot of people that listen to this podcast probably like them, but I mean, I think they're just okay. They have a good shtick, you know, the whole horror yep. thing. Good for them. If I was 
15 years old, I would be obsessed with them. They found a niche and they stuck with it. Yeah, now they sell out shows like there you go. all around. They sell out huge theaters. Good for them. Uh, oh, yeah. We're going to the comedy store. Oh, yeah. The legendary comedy store. Amazing. I can't. I seriously can't. That's one of my favorite things that we're doing. Yeah, we are. Me and Phil are obsessed with stand up comedy and we're seeing a banger of a lineup. Uh, Eliza, Pat Oswalt, Adam Ray, Steve-O in one night. Steve-O is going to be there. I just saw Steve-O last week. Oh, yeah, that's right. If you had told me, hey, you're going to see Steve-O twice in the span of two weeks sometime this year, I'd be like, what are you talking about? But it's happening. That what that wasn't on your uh, Phil Jarman bingo card of 2023. I'll take it though. I mean, he's uh, it was a fun show. Yeah, he's just a good dude to just like hear him tell his insane stories because he's been through so much shit. Yeah, uh, Eliza is hilarious. I can't wait to see her. Is it Andrew Santino on that? Yeah, Andrew Sant. Yeah, Santino. So you know, Bobby Lee is going to be there possibly. Mark Norman was just in L.A. I think he's. Uh, because he was just on Steve-O's podcast. Comedy. Yeah, so. I dude, I've been I literally watched all of his specials in the span of like two days. Yeah. <laughs> he's so, yeah, he's a great stand-up. Like just rapid so Yeah, rapid fire, like just witty Every, as fuck. like it's just he's weaving in jokes throughout everything. There's no like lull in jokes. It's just he keeps on hitting you. Have you listened to any of uh Shane Gillis? Yes. I love Shane Gillis. Dude. I just listened to his um, live in Austin album. It's on Spotify. Just that's a good hilarious. one. Hilarious. And apparently he that's has a new one out. I want to check out. I didn't finish it, uh, but that one's pretty good. Beautiful dogs. He he performed. He did three days at the venue uh, in April, hmm. which is pretty rad. We had Shane Gillis and the uh, world phenomenon Matt Reif right afterwards. You know, it was actually really funny. If people are tuning into this. I mean, being that it's called like Halloween 45 convention, they're like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? We just, if they know us well, we veer off on tangents a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this I mean, is one of those. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of um, crossover there. A lot of horror fans like comedy, vice versa. This one, I don't know. Um, someone on Instagram who I talk to frequently, she's really cool. Her name is uh, Jen. Um she actually works with Shane Gillis. Like she does like uh Gillian Keeves. Like she does, does like um, production design or something for them uh, out in Pennsylvania, which is really rad. She's really cool. And we always talk about like Shane Gillis and how he's hmm. hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, we got that Wednesday night at the legendary comedy store. It'd be cool to finally check out a show there. Yeah. And they have a bunch of uh, they have a bunch of rooms, which is really awesome. Like even if we uh, go there beforehand, we could just scope it out and see what else is playing there. And the area is really cool. It's over in West Hollywood, I believe. So that's right near like the touristy stuff, you know, like the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I have the Hollywood uh, Hollywood Forever Cemetery on the list, which is uh, very legendary as well. Any famous graves you want to check out, Bob Barker? Perhaps is Bob Barker buried there? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> Dude, we could just walk around and see what famous people we find just buried under us. Maybe next to Rod Roddy, Rod Rowdy. Remember the guy from Rod- <laughs> from Price is Right. 
What? The Price is Right guy from the 90s, Rod Roddy, I believe. Like, come on down. That's his fucking name? Yeah. Wasn't it like Pat Sajak or something? No, that's Will of Fortune. Get it right, fool. (laughs) (laughs) Pat Sajak is still on the air and he's still an asshole. Look it up. It's true. Isn't he very orange? Very orange. Um, Very much anti-climate change, anti-this, anti-that. He's just a fucking asshole. I think all those people just need to die. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Just die out with the icebergs that are melting. Oh, well, uh, everybody will one day if it makes you feel better. Oh, we covered climate change, stand-up comedy, all in all in one fell swoop. Game show host. Um, all right, what else you got on the itinerary, Doug? Um, let's see what else. Then I have the addresses for the. Uh, I got the Wallace Doyle House, uh, the front of the Michael Myers House in the Sugarman Gallery, which is really cool. I've been there before. They have a whole shrine, and that's to, like, right across the street from the hardware store from Halloween as well. Oh, yeah. okay. Didn't know that, but we'll hit that also. I'll put that on the list. Uh, I got the Nightmare on Elm Street house. Um, this place called It's a Wrap in Burbank, uh, where Mystic Museum also is. Apparently, they have VHS tapes there and stuff like that. Just a cool Halloween shop. Uh, and Be Kind Video, uh, which we do need to hit. Um, where uh, this other dude uh, who I talked to on social media, Matt's Mortuary, who also works there, I believe. Always getting in the the banger tapes, so got to give that place a little visit. Hell yeah, we do. Shout out to Matt. Shout out to uh, Be Kind Video. Ooh, we're not going to be, we're going to be coming home with extra bags. We're not going to be kind to our wallets, eh, Doug? <laughs> no, I am, I am backing that ass up all, all over LA. Clap them cheeks. All over. My, my wallet's going to be making those <laughs> cheeks like sounds. Opening and closing, baby. <laughs> My wallet's going to be a gape the entire time. <laughs> or a jar. <laughs> yeah, coins are just going to be falling out of your ass. You're going to be like a like slutty slot machine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What else is on the itinerary? Anything else? Is that it? Uh, that's all I got. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure we're going to have people tell us about a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Um, that we could go to Vanessa did say um, that the, the mansion from house on haunted Hill isn't too far away, which would be really cool to see. Sweet. Um, she said, and I know they have the, uh, I don't know where it is. I, it might be a little too far, uh, but the mansion from ghoulies is in California somewhere. Right. Well, uh, we're going to have these extra locations. I was just looking up like, I mean, pretty much 75% of the movies ever are shot in this area. So there's a not a shortage of film locations that we can check out. Might not hit them all, oh. but that's just another excuse to go back. Yeah. But um we'll go back for H50. 5 years and counting. Yeah, maybe. because that's be another they yeah. only do this every 5 years and um Sean Clark has said that H50 will be his last at least. Oh. And he's kind of like the main driving force behind all the booking and everything. I mean, he partnered up with horror hound and Trinkus international to kind of make this happen. But according to him on some podcasts, I 
heard him do. Um, H50 will be his last. And we did reach out to him to try to get him on this episode, but he is currently swamped with work with the convention coming up last minute. And uh, we'll try to get him on sometime. But um, Doug, are you ready to check out the website for H45? Let's check it out. We haven't. Uh, we haven't even peaked. Yeah, because uh, we yes, that are coming. We took a glance at it earlier, and we even learned some stuff. So we were like, you know what? Let's uh, let's wait here for the podcast. So we got our tickets. Check. <laughs> I ch- I uh, checked that multiple times just to make sure. Okay, but- so let's check out the. So on Friday, they're doing the bus tour. Um, we will not be doing that because it's sold out for one. I would like we'll be doing that at our own leisure. <clears throat> yeah, we'll be hitting all these locations at our own time, which might be the best way to do it. But I'm sure the, the bus tour is fun. Um, so on Saturday, we got a Halloween two panel at 12 o'clock hosted by to be announced. Hey, if you don't have a host, hook us up. We'll do it. <laughs> Let, let's reach out to them. <laughs> I feel like we're yeah, uh, we could try. We're well versed in Halloween enough to do this. Like, tag me in, Sean. I got this. <laughs> let's do a do a fucking flying moonsault and over uh, the ropes. On- one o'clock. We got the Halloween three panel. Um, I'm hyped about that one. At two o'clock, Malika Cod panel. I I'd be curious to. Well, I want to watch all of these panels to be honest, but I wonder if Malik is gonna drop some announcement at this. Like, hey, what makes next uh, next Halloween? Blumhouse presents no. Um, or John Carpenter is going back to directing another Halloween movie. Hey. <sighs> yeah, who knows? You can only hope. Probably not going to happen. After our event, doors open 7.30, bands begin at 8 p.m. Show goes to midnight. Hmm. What bands are playing? I have no idea. Oh, first Jason has to be <clears throat> on there. <laughs> I doubt that. Maybe a little friendly competition between Michael Myers and Jason. And on Sunday, 12 o'clock, Halloween 4 panel. Well, I know you're hyped about that one. <clears throat> yeah, very. I'll be tuning in for that. 1 o'clock, Rob Zombie's Halloween 1 and 2 panel. Skip that. No. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to be there for that. <laughs> Doug will sit in on that one. You know what? I'm okay with it. <laughs> Even though I am a fan of the first Rob Zombie Halloween I don't really need to hear about it. They're doing a merching. Wait, sorry. Can't talk. Merchandising Myers panel. What the hell does that mean? Uh, I would imagine they're going to talk about how Michael Myers is pretty relevant in pop culture. All the merchandising stuff like the masks and the shirts and like just how profitable yeah. <laughs> his face is. You know, I was thinking. You forgot the Halloween 2018 panel. Hey. I'm going to take a shit on the stage during that one. Hey, your boy, Corey Cunningham will be there. Rohan Campbell. Yeah, I'm going to take a shit in his mouth. Hey, stop. He's a nice guy. I mean, he look. Doug's just joking, but I'm totally kidding. He did. I'm not going to shit. 
He did his job well. I mean, he's not a bad actor or anything. He didn't write the movie. No, he was just working with poorly written material. Yeah. So not as we're going to meet him. Up. I'm surprised that your girl, Andy Matichak didn't show up because she's a bum. That's why there it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what other pile of shit movies she's filming, but I'm sure people would have loved to meet her if she was actually here. You would not say that to her. It's a sweet Andy Matichak. Would you call her a bum to her face? I wouldn't even be that close to her to even say anything. But I am kind of surprised that she didn't show up. I mean. Everyone else did. Yeah. I don't get that. Yeah. There's a lot. Of, yeah. They really got like all the background actors, supporting characters, everything. All right, Doug, let's get to the part that is going to make my wallet cry. These are all the exclusives that will be at the show. Do you think uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is going to make a surprise appearance? She knowingly doesn't leave L.A. or doesn't like leaving L.A. Um, I, I was, I can't talk about that. Let's just say maybe. I, I, I talked to somebody and I mean, it's kind of up in the air. It's a maybe, but I don't want to say yes or no. So. I'll leave it at that. I don't. All right. Well, we're going to have to, I can imagine she'll only be doing the Halloween panel, 1978. I can't imagine her crashing any other panel, maybe the 2018 one. If there was any, I don't think she would do any panel. If she does do it, I think it'll be pretty quick, but I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. I mean, sometimes they wait like a day or two before the event to announce certain people. So we're going to have to keep a cat's eye on that bad boy. All right. So check out these exclusives. We got a Halloween 45 event tee limited to 666 copies. Wow. What a magical number. I might have to pick up one of these. I've never been a fan of like, even like, um, like tour, like tour t-shirts. It's just like very busy, but I understand the, like you want to commemorate your time there. So it makes sense. Yeah, I might get this one. It's a cool design. Nothing too special about it, but I like it. Um, nice and simple. Simple always works. Never been a big fan of bobbleheads. So I'm with you on that one. <laughs> I'll not be getting the bobblehead. Limited to 500. Tom Atkins. Now that, now that one is a must. <laughs> Yeah, limited to a thousand units made by NECA. Yeah, I'm definitely getting one of these and also look at that, look at that jacket material. <laughs> Looks so comfy on them. And I'm also picking up one from uh <clears throat> for Justin from Epic Film Guys. I told him I'd hook him up. Yeah, I'm getting yeah, I'm getting Holly this one. Uh I might buy just five of them. Damn, and I gotta get this poster too. God the po the poster is pretty fire. Yeah. Limited. That would look pretty badass frame somewhere. Yeah, limited to three fifty. We have to we have to make note on where these are located so we could run directly towards them. It's all at the um, Halloween forty five oh. booth. It'll all these will be in like one place. So the hollowed the horror the Tom Atkins figures at the horrors hollowed grounds booth, wherever that is. Oh, okay, that's um Sean Clark's 
Okay, yeah. rad. And they need a thousand, so that's you think that's a lot. Yeah, I mean they'll definitely sell out the Oh, for sure. Yeah. People are all about Season of the Witch. Oh. That's a pretty cool print. I do like that one. Printed in blood. Looks kind of like the Looney Tunes like red circle that Porky Pig jets out of. Yeah, it kind of does. I gotta say I'm not crazy about the floating pumpkin head. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize that wasn't connected. The negative space in the back makes it seem like there's a neck there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool, though. But It is rad. I've been watching a lot of Ink Master. <laughs> oh, now you're on Ink Master. <laughs> yeah. rather than- <laughs> now I'm on Ink Master. <laughs> so they're always, like, ripping tattoos apart. Like Dave Navarro talking about the space between some fucking tattoos. Yeah. You know, it's a little too, you know what? This, uh, this... This whale doesn't really look that great. Got some keychains. I'm not really a keychain guy, but these are cool. Um, those would make nice little flash tattoos or something. Yeah, the Loomis one's pretty nasty. That's a good one. Got some limited edition art prints. More art prints. Fright rags. Got little mini figures, which are pretty rad. Look at Lori Strode with her little coat hanger. I never know what to do with these figures. Stick them on They're the like, wall. Yeah, that's what I have a couple above my uh, my door frame, but like they take up a lot of space. But they are really badass. Uh, some prints. Comics. Yeah, your prints. That a print? Yep, that's a print. Everyone's raving about the Devil's Eyes print over there. Are they? I saw a lot of people post it. Like, if I don't get this, I'm gonna end my life. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty cool, but eh. Mikey, Mikey has some nappy hair right there. <clears throat> nice John Carpenter um, portrait. Yeah, that's a good one. Like the blue, the blue hue to it. A nice bluish hue. <laughs> I can feel it in my plums. <laughs> Get a nice bluish hue to it. <laughs> Getting ready to take him to the farmer's market. <laughs> Easily one of the, I wish that was in the show. Not just an outtake. He needs to learn from his father the way I learned from my father. (laughs) The way his father learned from his father. Watch these bounce down, people. Halloween slip mat. Oh, for turntable. I was like, wait, do you put put that outside your fucking shower? Okay. I thought you were going to say Halloween slip knot. (laughs) It kind of looks like it. Got clown right there. They, They do look cool. If you're a record player, that would be pretty fire out there. Yeah. Um, let's see. Sticker pack. That Fright Rag shirt is really fucking Ooh, dope. Oh, yeah. That one's pretty very uh, Very 80s. But I think I read that they're going to be selling that one on their website like after the event. So it's not as exclusive, but still a very badass shirt. Yeah, that skull, that skull with like the long hair flowing. Pretty awesome. Now that would make a sick tattoo. It really would. Like the font, the font, the old school Halloween font is really good. Um, That's a cool cavity color shirt also. Yeah. I'm a fan of that one. Halloween screen print, Japanese variant, limited to 10 copies. Holy shit. Mm. It's pretty cool. I like that one. Horrors Hollow Grounds pumpkin patch. Got some shot glasses. Ooh, they got the. They do look pretty cool. 
cool though. Yeah, Halloween three shot glasses. We can do shots of water out of them. Shots of wheatgrass. <laughs> wheatgrass. <laughs> Your name's See you later, <laughs> It's Shiloh. <laughs> yeah. There. I am now painting your orange pants blue. That's what, that's, what, that's what I think of when I see these Halloween miniature figures over here. Game miniatures. What is hmm. a hidden movement game? Early release, limited quanti- quantities available, exclusive. Good God, I can't talk. At the Trick or Treat <laughs> Studios booth. <laughs> Maybe it's like a hide and seek game and it has like instructions on where to like hide if you're Michael Myers or something. Hmm. Uh, more artwork, wall stickies or something, dude, if somebody buys all this and you know that somebody is, I mean, we're up to at least almost a thousand bucks already, or maybe not that much, but I don't know. I think maybe more because that, I mean, some of these things probably cost a lot. Like the game, I can see that costing like 40 bucks, possibly t-shirts probably around like what, like 30, 35, maybe 25. Yeah. More coming soon. We can't handle anymore. <laughs> Stop the day of match. Um, what else can they possibly destroy our wallets with? Do they list the bands anywhere? I'm curious to know what bands are scheduled to perform. No, they haven't listed those. Um, Ink Fusion Tattoo. You're going to be doing tattoos out here? What's up? <laughs> What's up? Um... I don't plan on getting tattoos. Would you get a tattoo at a convention? I don't think so. I mean, not because I wouldn't. I just don't want to sit. It's a money situation. I just don't want to sit for a tattoo for like three hours. Yeah. It takes up a big chunk of the day. There's plenty of other stuff that we could spend money on that is better. Um, I don't know. Maybe if they got like like some flash art going on like exclusive to the convention i think that would be pretty cool yeah we could t- we could always take a look take a walk down like the artist alley and see what they got yeah because i would do like a quick little a quick banger you know like get one done do a finger tat- what's that i would get like a finger tattoo a finger tattoo yeah like of what finger t- i don't know of something <laughs> A pumpkin and that or whatever. Go back to 2010 and get one of those mustache tattoos. I am not doing that. Or cheers or something. Look how quirky I am. <laughs> I think there's about that's about it for the exclusives. Let's check out Ooh. some photo ops. Yes. Now. Some okay. Do you want to do pro photo ops or just get them at, at the tables? I think this is what that is, right? Like, if you want an autograph, you have to buy them here. Well, so Monster Mania does it this way. So there's the convention floor where all the uh, guests are signing and they also take pictures at their table. And and then sometimes they get whisked away to a certain area for people who want a photo with like a professional camera and a backdrop. Mm -hmm. And that's a little more expensive like this. So like at the table, this dude could be like 30 bucks for a picture. But if you get a pro photo op and like at a certain time, it's 50 bucks. Yeah. So this guy here, a Michael Lerner, um, this was Michael Myers for the reshoots for Halloween six. 
Okay. Yes. They really, they're really covering everything. Well, I mean, he's in like a big chunk of the movie. Um, so if you notice in the theatrical release of Halloween six, once they're in the sanitarium for the rest of the movie, it's this guy who has That's him. Yeah. Who has a much more slender build than, um, George Wilbur RIP wish he was there. That would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't hang on a little longer. Um, you plan on meeting him? Who? Michael Lerner, this guy. Yeah, I might. And I got to say little, little disappointed. There's not a Halloween six panel or I was hoping for some more Halloween six related guests. Not going to lie. It still says more announcements coming soon. So you never know what could happen in the next couple days. I mean, I wouldn't mind meeting Marianne Hagen, who was the lead actress in Halloween six. I think she's underrated as a final girl of the series. Maybe they can't even find where these people are. They're probably like so out of the acting game. <clears throat> Adrian Barbeau's going to be there. I met her at Monster Mania. We talked for like 10 minutes and she was super, super awesome. That's cool. I think she's a must. I uh, But I took uh, I took the photo at the table, so it wasn't 60 bucks. It was less. But definitely, I feel like that's definitely a must. Pfft, yeah, no on Anthony Michael Hall. Pass. Hey, he was in some good stuff. Hey, evil spends tonight. I don't care. Not seventy dollars. Not happening. Edward Scissorhands, man. Yeah, got, if you want to meet him, I support it. We got Blad, Blad, Brad Laurie <laughs> from Brad, Brad the Impaler. Brad the Impaler. We got Brad Laurie <laughs> from Halloween Resurrection. Definitely cool. We're gonna skip it. Yeah, I mean. No disrespect to these people if I'm like, eh, um, kid. Yeah, we just got to limit our budget, you know? Yeah. Oh, the nurse from Halloween Kills. Don't care. Chris Durand from H2O. Definitely don't care. Even though he was in Euphoria, still don't care. Dee Wallace would be really cool just because she was in so many classic things, too. Yeah. Um, Dick Warlock would be awesome too. Yeah. And um, I mean, look, the thing about these signings, a lot of these people are really getting up there in age. So if you've ever True. wanted an autograph from, say, Dick Warlock or even Tom Atkins, I mean. Tom Atkins is like 80 or close to 80. I think, I think he might be like 82. Yeah. I think he's like well into his 80s. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I might meet Dick Warlock. I've never been. I, mi- I missed him at the last Monster Mania, but he's such like a legendary person in the Halloween universe that it's kind of a must. It yeah. would be cool because he was really uh, integral to like the first Halloween and second Halloween and his son, Billy Warlock, who was in society. It would be cool to maybe get some stories. Well, Dick Warlock was just in H2 and 3. He wasn't. He wasn't in the first one? <laughs> no. That was oh, that's Nick Castle. Sorry, yeah, Nick Castle. Um, Don Shanks from Halloween Five. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, James yeah, Jude Courtney wouldn't mind getting. Harry's very cool. <laughs> Skip that. All right, you can watch your fucking mouth. Um, <laughs> you watch your fucking mouth, John. Hey, you Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> <laughs> say what say what you better watch your fucking mouth uh. 
<laughs> he said that in just the right tonality. Uh, I need to meet Malcolm McDowell. That's a must. Do you? Dude, Clockwork Orange, I mean, legendary. The principal in Easy A with Emma Stone, classic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's also getting up there, and he, he seems like a very nice gentleman. Nancy Loomis, Nick Castle. Castle would be cool. PJ Souls would also be cool. She's very kind, uh, I heard. Yeah, I already have her autograph, though. Um, oh, you, you met her at uh, Fear Fest, right? Probably. No, it was actually the first horror con I ever went to in 2007. Um, went to Horror Hound that? Weekend. Oh. Yeah. I didn't realize you went to Horror Hound. I drove from North Carolina. Oh, shit. Richard Brake's going to be there. Yeah, that would be sick to, re- to meet Richard Brake. I always miss him. Damn. You know, we're going to have to take some of these pictures together if uh, we want to save some money. <laughs> we should get one with Rohan Campbell. Are you kidding? That's my, we're getting that. I'm at, we're absolutely doing that. That's, that's happening. I don't give a fuck. Huh. All right. Maybe he'll have his, uh, right there, maybe. maybe he'll have his motorcycle there. I don't know. Dude, I'm Tom. Tom Atkins is a must. Go back up. Ooh, Tommy Lee Wallace too. Oh man. Yeah, I met him in 2007. I didn't get his autograph, but very cool dude. Are you uh, more of a autograph person or a picture person? Um, you know what? I've never been big on either. I'd rather have like, and this is just me. I totally get the appeal of um autographs and all of that but i'd rather just have a little two minute conversation i mean i know that's not free and i so i i totally understand that they just can't sit around talking to people all day but if you go up to their table and stuff like that and you get something signed a lot of these people are just down to talk they're really yeah uh you've been at a lot of conventions so have i a lot of them are just very kind with telling stories and making sure everyone gets like an ample amount of time to just hang and talk because right. That's what they're there for. Yeah. They're there for the fans and the fans are there for them. So it's like a cool exchange. So yeah, that'd be pretty cool to talk to, uh, talk to them a hundred dollars. Jesus. That's in his, in his costume in the asylum set. Yeah. I'm a good on that one. Hmm. Hell yeah, baby. Tom Atkins. Oh, and Stacey Milk is going to be there too. Ah. Tom Morga. He played, well, he was um, Michael Myers in Halloween 4 for like, he played Bandaged Myers, I believe. And he also played Leatherface in one of the Texas Chainsaws. And he was also Jason in... Part Wasn't it um part six or not? Maybe I might be wrong. I'm probably no, wrong. No, that was CJ Graham. I want to say it was part five. So he's like the only guy that's ever played all three. <laughs> Damn. Wait, was he in Leatherface three? Like Texas Chainsaw three Leatherface? I believe he did stunts in Texas Chainsaw two. Hmm. Yeah. Might need to get him. Yeah. And we're already up to like five hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm not meeting all these people. I just wanted to go through them all, and um, 
We're making a strong case for a lot of Wait, them. Wait, hold wow. on. What the hell is this? Every adult Michael Myers photo op, $570. What? That would be pretty wild. Wow. Wait, so is it one picture for all of them at the same time? Because that yes. because that would be Oh hell no. That that's just weird. They do a lot of group photos at these conventions. Like they have like a thing like cash reunion at Horror Hound that Holly got a picture of, and this would be really cool with all the Michael Myers. That'd be pretty sick. For five hundred seventy bucks. I mean, the price isn't sick, but the idea is really cool. I mean, hey, if you really want it, then I, I'm good. I don't want it. That's a lot of money. <laughs> what if you spend all that money and your eyes are closed or something? Uh, I'd I'd probably jump out of the I'd find the highest skyscraper in L.A. and jump off of it. Halloween ends duo. Uh, yeah, these look like all the group photos. Halloween. Oh, okay. That's a lot, though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we don't have to go through all of these, but yeah. <laughs> well, that's a lot. Okay. All right, Doug. We got a lot to uh, to plan for in terms of what we want to buy and all of that. On top of all the food that we're going to be eating. We're gonna be we're gonna be dropping a lot. Good thing I'm so happy that the la- we get paid uh, on the 29th at my job, so I'll be getting paid while I'm in LA. So I'm super happy. <laughs> I'll have a little extra to uh, to spend. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a good time, man. I'm very stoked. I think these. Halloween conventions, there's something special about them. I mean, is there like a Nightmare on Elm Street only convention or anything like that? Um, I don't think so, at least with like the major horror movie franchises. But that just shows you that like Halloween was a phenomenon in 1978 and it still is. I, I think it really is the quintessential horror movie. Like if any, if anyone is thinking about getting started with like horror movies or even interested in that genre or just like that type of stuff, it would be hard to not pick Halloween as cliche as it is to pick it as like one of the first ones to show somebody who just wants to get into the world or is a young kid who wants to get into because it's from a filmmaking aspect. It is beautifully shot. The atmosphere is on point uh there's a mysterious figure popping in and out of the movie that's really terrifying and uh just natural performances i think and then we could get into the topic that we were talking about last <laughs> night <laughs> okay <laughs> a really strong fe- again another female lead that really like gra- like it's not like a weak female lead it's a very fleshed out character and people root it's very easy to root for uh there's a lot of great stuff about this movie that's beyond horror yeah some of my favorite things about it are um like dean cundy's lighting in the movie so many shots everything's just bat lit backlit perfectly like lots of blue lighting i don't know why the fuck i can't talk today um 
You're excited, Daddy O. Forgot to take my meds last night. <laughs> Maybe that's why. <laughs> Brain starting short circuit. You pop one this morning. It's fine. Get get your brain back on track. But yeah, the uh, the lighting by Dean Cundy, <clears throat> the score by John Carpenter. Legendary. Yeah, it's just um, it's just an overall vibe and atmosphere to it. Um, but we were talking last night because, so. My girlfriend had never seen Halloween, and I found this out recently, and I was like, well, we got to watch it. Wait. Can you? We might need a- My doorbell's ringing. Your doorbell's ringing? Yeah. All right, go answer it. So I'll just keep talking while- Wait, Doug's carrying water bottles? I don't know what he's doing. So my girlfriend had never seen Halloween- and obviously, this movie's been a huge part of my life for a very long time. Have a tattoo of it. You know, all of that. So we watched it last night. And she was not a fan of the movie. Who was that, Doug? I think it was for my neighbors, because uh, no one's there. It's a little spooky. Yeah, a little weird. Um, anyway. Back <laughs> <heck> on... <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm not expecting anybody. My dad isn't calling me or anything. What the fuck? So I was just saying that me and Ashley watched Halloween last night and uh, she fucking hated it. She was like, hated it? Like, that's a strong word to use. I, I wouldn't say she hated it, but she was like, I am struggling to like find anything very redeeming about that movie wow yeah she was like jamie lee curtis was fine i guess she was like why do you like this movie she was like you got to explain this to me what is so great about this movie you were probably questioning yourself why you do like this movie (laughs) like wow maybe i maybe i gotta reevaluate things here i mean she brought up some valid points some things that I've always agreed with, like a lot of the acting in Halloween, not that great. I think that Nancy Loomis, a.k.a. Linda, um, shouldn't have been given that big of a role because she's she chews up a lot of scenery, you know, <laughs> like when you rewatch it, she's just not that great of an actor. Um, yeah, I can see that. But I mean, look, I've always said it's not a perfect movie, but I tried to I, I tried to remind her. I was like, this was made for very cheaply by a bunch of kids in 1978. And I mean, for what it is and for having that low of a budget, like what they created with that movie is brilliant. Yeah. And sometimes you have to just. When it comes to horror movies, there's this weird double standard that like, and we're all guilty of it. A lot of the acting isn't great with the movies that we love from like the eight seventies, eighties, nineties. A lot of the performances are kind of subpar, but like the story is really what thrives, I think. And the subpar acting, I think kind of gets overshadowed because it just seems more natural that way like people are having natural conversations and it just sounds like how you and your friends would act 
and it kind of it kind of adds to the fun of the horror movie uh if if the acting isn't you know and wonderful and the i think the glue that holds halloween together is um donald pleasance yeah because he's giving an insanely like deep performance in like you said a very small budgeted movie that they didn't really know was gonna impact the you know the film world like that yeah and i've always said that donald pleasance is I think he's more important to the series than Jamie Lee Curtis is. I agree with that. There's like this push and pull that him and Michael have like this cat and mouse game that they're always, it's like Batman and the Joker. Yeah. He gives meaning to um, like, he's the one that adds the mystique to Michael with all his, you know, I watched him for seven years and, (laughs) and all of that. Like he's yeah, but you know, I'll, and he says it in a way that's so like grounded and serious, mm-hmm. like because it's like a ridiculous premise, sort of. You have this mythical figure who we don't know is human or where he came from. He's the epitome of pure evil, and you can't get that across without someone with the caliber of acting chops that Donald Pleasance has. Yeah, and I also think that we forget how simple of a movie Halloween is. When, which is crazy when you compare it to like, what, 12 sequels that have followed it? Yeah, about or like how off the rails it gets. So it gets, yeah. And it all goes back to that one simple premise of kid kills people, goes away, gets out, goes on the hunt to kill again. Yeah. And I think when. Because uh, I was trying to look at it from a perspective of somebody that's never seen Halloween, but everybody's heard of Halloween. It's like this great big, you know, it's Halloween. You see it everywhere. People have tattoos of it and the posters and merchandise. And I guess when you watch it for the first time, maybe you're expecting it to be this grand, extravagant sort of thing, but it's really not. It's just yeah. very basic very low budget. So maybe it's like an expectation sort of thing. I think you're right about that. And uh, like you watched it when you were super young. Yeah. And I watched it when I was young and our minds, our imagination is more, you know, uh, it's less expansive than it is now because we haven't really let a lot of stuff in. We're still so young. So watching this or just for example, like, people who've watched like star Wars back in the day and people who watch star Wars now or Halloween. Now they might not fully grasp it because it was so groundbreaking back then that there wasn't really a lot of stuff like it. Right. So when it ages like this and you're like, Oh, you know Maybe newer kids who are so used to seeing like Marvel movies and big explosive shit on the screen. They're not as impressed with something so tiny, but it, it, it really is. I mean, I think it's one of the, there's so many good things about Halloween that it's one of the, I don't know, one of the best films ever made. I, if we're, if I think if there was like a hundred greatest films list, it would, it might be at the top. It might be at like, you know, 80 or even close to a hundred, but it has to be in there, but not for, it's certainly not for acting. No, why it's an amazing film. I mean, there's some, I mean, some of the dialogue is not the best. 
I mean, I know Deborah Hill and John Carpenter wrote the dialogue. She kind of handled more of the, um, like Laurie and Linda and Annie. So, oh, and I, d- I just realized I messed up when I was talking about the bad acting. I didn't mean PJ Souls as Linda. I meant Nancy Loomis as Annie. So, yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's not, I don't know. It it did kind of get me thinking, and we're still together, by the way. I wasn't like, you don't like Halloween? Get the fuck out of my house. This is it. (laughs) This is the end of the road for our relationship. No, I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's just a movie. Would I have preferred to have her love it? Yeah, but it's okay. Well, me and Phil were all we were talking last night about like when you show the person like your girlfriend or someone you're in a relationship with, uh, you know, you show your partner something like a, like a movie, for example, or show them a song that you're into. It's like showing a piece of yourself. And when they don't like it, you're like, ah, yeah, you just shot me in the heart. <laughs> you just took six paces and blasted me with that revolver. As I looked out at my hole. At my Halloween tattoo, and I look around and see all the posters and everything. <laughs> the shirt you're wearing right now, your whole aesthetic is Halloween, and she's like, "This movie's trash." <laughs> yeah, it stings a little bit. Yeah, it's like your show. Like, if something gets you, and that's and another great reason why you know every everyone's different. Everyone can like what they like, uh, and I feel like you could at least say something positive about e- everything or at least one positive thing. If you watch something or listen to something or whatever, it's fun to debate it. I'm sure you and Ashley had a hilarious conversation after that. And you were oh, like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> Need to take some tums after that. You just felt nauseous. No, it's like, yeah, we're definitely going to talk about this on the podcast. It's like, what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Hopefully she listens to this. She's not going to skip this one. But I guess if, um, if I had to compare it to something, it would be like us going back and watching, Dracula or Frankenstein. I mean, Frankenstein came out in what? 31, 33, I believe. Uh, yeah, really. Yeah. Early thirties. So it's almost hard to, to judge Frankenstein with a modern day lens. Cause you would have to almost put yourself in the shoes of somebody in the thirties, seeing that for the first time. Exactly. I mean, it, it, that's why those movies still hold. Do you, do you think those movies hold up? Because I think they do. I mean, whenever I watch Dracula or Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, you did watch. You, yeah, we did have this discussion about Dracula. Yeah, like it's. I yeah, I like the movie, but it's almost it, it's like they're almost not shot like what we think of as a movie. Like here's the intro and here's the back and forth and the character building and the resolution and the arc of the story. Like Dracula just ends, you know, like it's very anticlimactic, but yeah, there's no big, you know, bombastic conclusion or anything like that. I don't think filmmaking really got to that point until like, at least in the horror movies, I want to say maybe like the late 40s, 50s. If right. you watch the original House of Wax with Vincent Price, filmmaking got a little more bold, a little more uh, you know expansive with the story and the effects that they did. Uh, because that movie has, like you said, short intro, not really a crazy intro, but 
a whole th- the whole through line is there and there's a beginning middle and end and it ends there's like a crescendo it ends in this spectacular fashion it doesn't just like flatly end yeah so i guess if you were to go along a timeline from like frankenstein dracula house of wax uh psycho somebody could watch psycho today that's always heard the name psycho oh my god it's so iconic i know the shower thing i've never seen it though let me watch this and see what all the fuss is about they might watch it and say this isn't that's it but it's like for its time it was groundbreaking and so was halloween that that's why i think uh Sometimes you just have to think outside the box a little bit and for for people who haven't seen a movie to just challenge yourself and to watch older movies because it's such like a it's different a different style of acting and different style of filmmaking and writing and to watch like cinema like evolve like even movies now aren't like they were back in the early 2000s or the 90s it's all it's all different and it's evolving all the time everybody's quippy and smart everybody's a comedian <laughs> i was i was literally just thinking that with the movie that i was just watching that i shut off because it was not good what movie uh so there's this movie that came out this week on shutter called elevator game never heard and of it yeah uh i saw i saw like an ad for it and it kept popping up on uh on my tv and i was like i'll give it a shot because i watched that other movie called no one can save you uh with caitlin deaver which was abysmal Um, i've heard very mixed things so i gotta watch it to see what i think yeah i'm not sure what people are seeing in this movie i talked to a couple people about it uh they're leaning more towards not great uh but i have seen reviews saying that it was you know it was tense it was thrilling it was fun and i'm just like i don't see it uh the look of the movie is uh, aesthetically pleasing. There's that. Aside from that, garbage. Um, at least that's what I think. Uh, but yeah, Elevator Game, it was a cool, it's a cool premise, I think. So it seemed interesting. But every character is just like the funny, quirky, always coming with always coming up with funny things to say. It's like it's just I'm over that style of writing. Yeah. Um yeah, it's interesting how we everybody interprets interprets movies different. God, I can't my my brain is fucked today. I don't know what's going on. I can't talk. No, sometimes I feel every sometimes when we record, I do feel like that. I'm like, oh, I'm not saying anything cohesive enough. I'm like, I just sound stupid. So you're not alone. We're in this together, baby. All right. <laughs> um but yeah, I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on No One Can Save You since people are really like hyping it up. I just didn't buy her performance. I'm not a big fan of I didn't really like Book Smart. I didn't I loved Olivia Wilde's like directorial debut. Like I think she's a very promising director, especially with Don't Worry Darling. It's great and I think she has a good eye Wait, behind the camera. She directed that? Yeah, Olivia Wilde directed Book Smart. No. This new movie on Hulu. No one was Oh no. No one can save you was directed by this dude, Brian Duffield or something like that. He did the babysitter movies with Samara weaving. Oh, never saw this. First one was fun. Uh, second one. I didn't second one. I didn't watch. Um, 
pretty much he did a couple of other things, but not really noteworthy. Um, he wrote and directed No One Can Save You. And go don't even read the description. Okay. Because I, I, all I knew, I mean, judging from the, you saw the poster, right? Right, yeah, yeah. All right, it's a fucking alien movie, so that's not giving anything away. Um, but yeah, I didn't read the description. I just hit play and just let it go, and I was like, is, is, is it over yet? Hmm. Is, nope, still 50 minutes? Okay, Jesus Christ. All right. It felt very, uh, it dragged on a whole lot. All right, so back to Halloween. So is it okay to break out with somebody if they don't like your favorite movie? I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Ashley's going to text you right now and be like, I'm done. Over this. Well, now she, maybe maybe she'll like Halloween too. You have to like get her. That's what I was saying. Board. I was like, you might like some of the sequels more because they're more like, you know, she might like H2O more. Than Halloween. Well, what type of horror movies is she into? Because I know you guys have been watching stuff for the first time, and you've been showing her a lot of movies. So is she like a slasher person? Is she more more like the psychological stuff? I would say psychological. I mean, she's not a huge horror fan to begin with. I mean, she we watch movies together, and she offers um, great insight and feedback for what we watch. Like she's a She's a smart movie watcher. I don't know what word I'm looking for. So I, I value her opinion. So She's fluent in cinema. Yeah, so I've it's been fun to like introduce her to stuff. Like these big movies yeah. in my life. Like, oh my god, you've never seen Hereditary? We gotta watch this. It's it's always fun to show someone those real like movies that really uh grip you to someone. Or just like really great movies, like just for example, like you said like uh What'd you just say? What movie did you just say? Hereditary. Hereditary. Yeah. Showing Hereditary so, uh, to someone for the first time is just like, like I like watching people watch movies for the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to know like when they're going to react or how they're going to react. And then when they don't react that way, you're like, shit. <laughs> and she's been showing, she's been showing me movies. We watched uh, Mean Girls. Mean Girls. <laughs> <laughs> so excited about that. That movie is fucking classic. It was a good movie. I thought it, it was, was great. Um, very sharp script. I liked how it was like self-aware and yeah, I thought it was good. It's a really, I would say, I would put that in classic comedy category. My big fat Greek wedding? Not so much. Not. She had you watch that one? Yeah, I was like. I'm sorry for your loss. I, it was the same with Halloween. I was like, this is this movie? Isn't Joey Fatone in that? Yes, he is. <laughs> I, I i remember that and in sync was on the latest episode of hot ones yeah i was i was gonna ask you it must have been insane to interview all of them at the same time it was great how did you, how did you keep your composure yeah um well you know through lots of experience so i mean you were dribbling all over themselves and you were what you were watching justin timberlake his you were watching his taste buds just burn up that must have made you horny for more yeah we hang out no big deal. Yeah, I know you got a number. Yeah. Hit them up while we're in LA. Are they doing a reunion tour or what? I think so. I think they just, I think they're doing like an album and a tour and they're getting back together. They got to get those, uh, they got to get fit again for those leather pants and all those, uh, nineties clothes. Well, didn't think we'd be talking about in sync today, but 
We tell we cover a lot of things on on, on this uh, podcast. After Halloween in '78, what would you say would be the next horror movie that was like milestone? Milestone. Hmm. So '78. It would have to be uh, pre-Scream because that's obviously the another one. Hmm. Maybe a Nightmare on Elm Street. I was. That's where I was leaning towards. I was thinking if there was anything before that because that's 1984. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If we're talking, you know, if we're in the realm of horror movies and the next big cultural impact, Wes Craven. I mean, yeah, that ha- that has to be it. Uh, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. I'm trying to look at. I guess you I could say Silence of the Lambs. I know it's not so much a horror movie. It's kind of. But that came out in 91. Didn't it come out 91? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, that would be cool. We, we have to think about like a timeline of. It would be cool to go back to pick a year. And talk about the most. The mo- I can't talk either. The <laughs> most, Welcome uh, to the club. <laughs> I was like mocha latte. What? <laughs> Think I'm at a Starbucks drive. Welcome right to now. the flub. <laughs> Shove a PSL coffee up my vagina. Uh, yeah, like thinking back to like every year and what movie was most impactful in that year. Yeah, that would be fun. We could go back, do like the '90s, like a '90s episode. Yeah, and do '90, '91, '92. Really, really go through a. Uh, all the movies and see what we can find. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, well, Doug, anything else you want to talk about? We're going to be spending a lot of time together soon. Hell yeah, baby. You're going to get sick of me. Uh, I got my Zoloft. I'm bringing, uh, bringing a whole bunch of stuff. How are you um, with flying with like your, cause I mean, everybody has a, a certain level of anxiety when it comes to flying. I think, it is sort of yeah, stressful. Um, I actually, I'm fine. More, more so. I'm more. I more get nervous in cars. Um, but once I'm in the air, it's fine. Like the takeoff, I'm kind of just like, because it feels like your stomach is just dropping and you're not falling. Uh, so I'm kind of just like kneeling down and putting my head between my legs uh, until the movies come back on. Then I'm then I'm fine. Do you look out the window when you fly? Absolutely not. Because you have a thing about heights, right? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't look out the window. I don't leave the window open. I'm not. Wow, the clouds! I'm like, I'm in a train right now. <laughs> I'm on the Amtrak. I'm on the road. <laughs> this is perfectly fine. But what I've been thinking of is that like so many people fly all the time. No, the pilots aren't nervous. So yeah. no one else is nervous around me that I can see. So then it's fine. I shouldn't be nervous. Are you? Do you get freaked out while uh, flying? Um, not really. I get very stressed out with the journey to the airport and getting through TSA and all that. I just fucking hate it. I feel so dehumanized. They treat everybody like cattle. The the quicker the better. Uh, but which it never really I, is that quick. I just put on my headphones, put on some music, try to just vibe out, and relax, and then yeah. when I get up to the little x-ray scanner get through all that shit and yeah once i know i'm at the airport that's when the nerves kind of disappear because i just want to be there yeah i just want to be on like i have 
I'll show I did this morning. I have four alarms set. <laughs> you sure do. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening again. 450. Holy owls. shit. Well, I want to be, I have the car service coming for me at, at five o'clock. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Takes like 45, at least it should take 40 minutes to get there. Uh, with no traffic. Wait, uh, the car, wait, you're waking up at four 50 and they're picking you up at five. Yeah. So you're just going to roll out of bed. See, I can't mm-hmm. do that. I got to have a little morning meditation time or not like oh, literal I'll- meditation, but like just a little bit of time to myself. Nah, I, wanna- <laughs> I, need, I need to get up and fucking go I wanna take a shower. <laughs> no, I'm taking a shower night before I'm literally waking up, getting dressed, contacts on outdoor sleeping with just sleep with the contacts in getting the hell no. <laughs> <laughs> i've done that for a period of time when i was super young and it was a mistake yeah so th- i am bringing uh extra contacts just in case um how big is your bag <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you got what do you got in your bag I love it all mine? this travel talk how big's that bag huh how big's that bag baby hey what you working with over there samsonite not bad that's classy <laughs> <laughs> you fucking bozo <laughs> i don't know my bag's in the closet i haven't packed yet so i got the i got the bag over the shoulder right there i'll be sure to send you pics when i do yes yeah, so let me see what you're working with you checking it you checking the bag no nah. you can fit in the overhead yeah you just bringing a carry-on well i'll have my backpack and i'll have my the bag i shove into the overhead I don't think I can shove. Yeah, they always make me check my bag. You got to get a smaller one. I got stuff in there. This has been traveling with Doug and Phil <laughs> coming at you. Come and fly with us. Um, But hey, if you are going to H45 and you're listening, let's hang out. I think we're going to do like a, a pasta night. Get reservations yeah. at a nice Italian place. I think we might try to do that on Friday. So hit us up if you want to join. Um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait. I just, I just want to be there. I just want to get the traveling over with and be in Los Angeles. Well, you will be soon enough. Um, all right, Doug, let's go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. You ready to get on out of here? Hell yeah, I'm ready to eat a uh, fresh PB sandwich. Can eat eat light before I go to my dad's for din. Hey, tell uh, tell Rob I said what's up. I'll send. I'll tell him you sent your regards to the boss man. Send my finest regards to the boss. <laughs> what do you got going on for the rest of the night? Uh, People love this conversation. Yeah, this is riveting shit. Um, I'm about to go over to Ashley's and stay over there because we're not going to see each other for like. Eight or nine days. <clears throat> wow, the fir- first trip away from her. I'm going to be snuggled up with you. If I catch you sending any dick pics to her, I'm chopping it up. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> okay, Doug, I love you very much, my friend. I can't wait to spend four days in LA with you. I'm going to hear Phil beating off in the bathroom. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. We will catch you on the next one. Love you. Love you, too.